0: Welcome to the GS Nation podcast. Our focus is personal development, health, wellness, mindset, and entrepreneurship. Show notes may be found at gsnation.com slash podcast, as well as on our YouTube channel and in the details section of your podcast app. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts, Carrie and Dave. Let's rock and roll.
1: Hey GS Nation, today on our podcast we're going to talk about overtraining and under-recovering. Two things that can show up in your body in a very similar way, but are extremely different. So we're going to dive into what overtraining is and looks like, what under-recovering is and looks like, and then we're going to talk about a couple of recovery techniques that you should be utilizing every day um, in You know, any capacity if you are training to be an athlete or if you are just moving your body on a regular basis to stay healthy. As always, you can find us at the GS Nation on Instagram or on our website at www.gsnation.com. This was a topic that came up for you, I guess mainly last year Mm -hmm. for Spartan stuff because Mm -hmm. you peaked what what you felt a little too early.
0: Correct. Yeah. Okay. And dealt with some injury stuff that, um, I believe stemmed more from overtraining than under recovering. So let's define those two things. Yeah. Okay. So overtraining is going to be working harder than your body has capacity for, or working harder than your body's built up Um, the ability to do over a period of time. So there's a fine line between under-training and over-training. You do have to push past your limits, so to speak, in order to uh, what's called supercompensate. So the theory of supercompensation means that you work harder than your body is, is used to you regress a little bit, you know, so that's where some soreness might come in. That's where, you know, some decreased performance might come in. But as long as you allow your body time to recover, then your body's going to build itself back stronger. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you're, let's say you're doing a bicep curl, you're breaking down muscle tissue and, you know, allowing your body to then build that muscle tissue up back stronger so that, the next time you do that exercise you are more equipped mm-hmm. and better able to deal with that stress okay um that's that's a fine line uh, again between you know um overtraining and and not putting in enough work um you know you you have to you have to put in the effort you've got to put in the work but a lot of times if you're not recovering right that overtraining can lead to injuries. It can lead to burnout. It can lead to, um, a lot of negative things that, that are really, that you should be able to avoid if you're training smart enough and if you're recovering enough, right? Mm-hmm. So under recovering would be then training, but not doing nearly as many or as much of the things as you need to be doing from a recovery standpoint, such as, stretching after you work out uh you could do a nice little easy jog not stretch at all and that might be under recovering if you Mm -hmm. continue that over and over and over and over again you're not overtraining you're not pushing your body past any perceived limits uh or you know forcing your body to 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 build back stronger you're just not doing the things you need to do to recover from the maintenance or from the you know work that you are doing Mm -hmm. so you know, not stretching, not doing your cold um, showers or icing if something needs to be iced, not uh, eating properly, not fueling yourself properly, not giving yourself enough protein, not giving yourself enough carbohydrates, not, not
1: enough drink, water. Not
0: enough water.
1: Yeah, um, I'm a classic under recoverer. <laughs> classic
0: under recoverer. <laughs> Too much alcohol, not enough sleep, uh, not getting soft tissue work done, be it you know, self myofascial release like Getting on a foam roller or going to a massage therapist or getting cupping done, right? So, there's a lot of different techniques you can use to properly recover. We're actually going to go through a, a lot of these in our upcoming episode with uh, Kinsey Corman, the owner of Vitality Float Spas. Mm-hmm. So, definitely tune into that one, um, you know, the, the next episode coming up here. But, you know, it is a very fine line between doing the work necessary in order to make those physiological adaptions, doing too much work. And not doing enough to make up for that work or to allow your body to do more. Yeah. So,
1: So the hard part with overtraining and under recovering is sometimes it's hard to pinpoint which one you are Mm -hmm. for the big time athletes. Um, For, you know, the example you used for people who are, you know, they're just running three, four miles, however many times a week and just never stretching. Uh, If you have issues, that's, you know, Clearly going to be an under recovering sort of thing because it's not as if you're pushing your body to your max exhaust point. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those, you know, intense athletes, do you have any just from personal experience any tips on trying to figure out?
0: Yeah, uh, you've got to schedule it in and you got to take it seriously. You know, so I'll kind of give you an example from earlier in the year. I. Uh, last year, I put in a lot of miles early in the season, right? I'm building my aerobic base, very important, got to do it. But at the same time, you know, if I'm working a full-time job and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm trying to to um, balance all those things that come with starting a business, but also train 15 hours a week, you know, if I have to run X number of miles, if I've got to get in the gym X number of hours, if I have to, you know, um, do these these sessions, so to speak, the thing that's going to give more often than not is ah shit i don't have 15 extra minutes like i'm going to get in two more miles i'm not i'm just not going to stretch at the end mm. right you can put the horse away wet a couple times but you can't do that consistently without issues and so i had those those nagging things that pop up those nagging you know ankle injuries that just won't go away or those you know adhesions in my calves or you know tightness in my quads or the it band syndrome or Tight psoas muscles will wreck you as a runner or as a lifter, right? Tensor latte. And bingo! Right, <laughs> it's the only anatomy that Gary still knows. That is not true. I know a lot. <laughs> That's fair. You do. You do. You but do.
1: that just happens to be my favorite, Your favorite term. One.
0: Your favorite one. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that you should be doing probably depending on, on how much work you're putting in, but that oftentimes goes by the wayside. Cause it's not fun. It's not sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't feel good. You know, like it sucks to hop on a foam roll and hit your it bands after you've done, yeah. you know, ran or squatted or whatever it is, but you've got to make it a priority if you intend to have any longevity in your sports performance world. And there's a big difference between training for performance versus training for a- aesthetics, aesthetics. You're going to, you might only get 50% of the performance gains from it, so to speak, but it's way easier to way easier on your body. I think to train for aesthetics than it is for performance. You know, when you train for performance, you're going to get 90% of the aesthetics, but you're also going to get the performance and you need to take that, that very seriously. Um, the best ability is availability.
1: Yeah.
0: So if you are hurt right? You're no good to your teammates. You're not going to be able to run that race. Yeah. Right. You've got to be able to be healthy first.
1: So for those people who are experiencing pain or experiencing injury, the best way to try and figure out which end of the spectrum you're on is to just look at what you've been doing. And if you haven't been doing any stretching, then you're probably overtraining. Or if you are, um, Wait, I did that backwards. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, you're probably under recovering. Yes, you're
1: under recovering. Yep. And then on the vice versa, if you're doing a lot of stretching, you're doing the cryotherapy and you're still experiencing issues, yep. maybe you're lifting too heavy.
0: Correct. Maybe you're overtraining. Maybe you need to look at your overall volume, it does, and your intensity because it does take way longer than any athlete would like it to take yep. in order to build up your abilities, right? You know, you can we underestimate what we can do in a week or a month. Uh, or overestimate what we can do in a week or a month, and really underestimate what we can do in like a year or yeah. two or three, right? You know, and so if I'm looking at my, if I'm looking at things from the big picture, um, you know, if I'm trying to peak in October, I don't need to rush to get to 50 miles a week worth of running, right now. Right? I know I'm supposed to be building a base. I know I'm supposed to be doing all those things. But last year, I started off like 10 miles a week, then like 12 miles a week. And then I was like, fuck it, I'll hit 20. And sooner or later, I'm at 35, but I wasn't ready for it. And I was breaking down, mm. right? Even though I was doing all of the foam
1: recovery rolling and recovery
0: stuff. stuff. And I'd float once a week. And I got massaged once a month and, you know, et cetera. Um, now, I, I think through that experience, I've realized personally that I would much, much rather be 10% under trained than 1% overtrained, mm. any day of the week. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because, you know, me at 90% is way better than me at a hurt
1: yeah, 100
0: or injured 100. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause in reality, you know, if I put in that extra work and I put in those extra miles, right. And I do get hurt. Right. If I am dealing with those kind of nagging injuries, um, you know, I'm, if I'm overtrained at all, I'm not going to be my best when it actually matters, right? be it race time, right? And then you're dealing with being hurt all the time, which sucks. Yeah. And so, then that takes tons of time and takes you back to zero. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So in, you know, as Dave mentioned in our next episode, we're going to talk with Kenzie a bunch about different recovery techniques, but... Wanted to go over a couple today yeah, um, just to get you guys in the mindset, because chances are the majority of the people that are listening to this episode are under-recovering. Correct. Like, definitely.
0: It's, it's, I mean, you
1: and I probably are still under-recovering yeah. even after, I mean, I just came from a massage this morning. Like, <laughs>
0: right.
1: um, it is on the forefronts of our minds all the time. So for those of you who are, you know, doing any sort of physical activity, these... Next kind of sort of tactics that we're going to talk about could absolutely benefit you.
0: Yeah. Um, first things first: stretch after you work out. Uh, get a nice dynamic warm up in first, right? And so you you want to not do static stretching while cold. Okay. So a dynamic warm up is going to prep your bot, prep your body, prep your mind, and prep your uh, neuromuscular system. You know the, that that connection. Uh, between your body and your mind, prime it and potentiate it for the upcoming workout. After that workout, I know you want to get in the car and go get some food and do your thing, right? Spend some time, hold some stretches, You know, work on your ranges of motion, your flexibility, et cetera. Make sure you're cooling down. Make sure you're not hitting sprints and then walking straight to your car and sitting Mm -hmm. for the next 30 minutes to drive to your next thing, right? Um,
1: Because in the body, what's happening is you've contracted these muscles, creating these little tears, mm -hmm. these little knots. And when you don't stretch, they come back as knots. And when you do stretch, they come back aligned.
0: Yeah, much more often, yeah. Yeah. Um, Take... 10 minutes as part of your nightly routine to foam roll. Mm. Um, that I've found is way better than doing one hour-long session a week uh, of foam rolling or active recovering is you know the much better way to do that is to take five to ten minutes per day and just make sure that that you're staying on top of things before they become bigger issues. Mm. Um, definitely drink water. Make that a huge priority. You got to stay hydrated. Um, that's where a lot of your muscle tears are going to come from is if you, you are not hydrated. Um, and then go see a quality body work specialist. You know, if you have things that are, that are nagging, if you just got that spot in your shoulder that, Oh, I feel it there. Right. Or you've got that thing when you run that on the outside of your calf, it's just like, like, you know, it's there and you can't avoid it. If you continue to move and work out and train through those areas, injuries or through those nagging things, especially you're going to create faulty movement mechanics and it's going to exasperate the problem and problems are going to start showing up elsewhere. Right. If it hurts every single time you push off of your foot on that left side of your calf, right. And this is personal experience thing. Then you're going to not put as much pressure into the ground on that left side of your calf. And then that means something else is going to have to take over for that movement. And then, you know, your right hip is going to start bothering you and you're going to be like, what the Where'd that come from? You know, but your body's going to compensate and it always compensates typically up the kinetic chain. Mm
1: -hmm. I would definitely say I am absolutely guilty of just being hopeful that things are going to work themselves out and go away. Mm -hmm. And, just bite that bullet, pay for that massage the second that you have those issues because mm-hmm. Dave is right. They're just going to continue to manifest and then they're going to show up in other areas of your body. And then maybe it just started as a big knot that is super easy to, to get taken out, also speaking from personal experience, <laughs> and is going to become an actual injury, yeah. a tear, a sprain, something that you know, you're know you going to have to see someone for. Exactly.
0: Um, you know, and, and listen to your body too. Um, I'm not a huge fan of weighing, like stepping on the scale on a daily basis, but it can give you some big time warning signs for things. Right. And so inflammation pops up in strange ways. Inflammation can pop up as a sudden weight gain out of nowhere from not changing your diet, not changing, you know, your exercise routine, you're, you're in a groove and all of a sudden you're, you know, you've got some nagging things here and there and all of a sudden you're up three or four pounds, you know, that could be a sign that your body's fighting something. So I like having that data on a consistent basis. Um, I like doing body scans, checking in with yourself and figuring out, you know, Hey, how do I, how do I feel? You know, like what hurts, what feels good? What feels loose? What feels tight? Right. You know, like, like where can I improve? And and having that body awareness is going to be crucial if you want longevity. You know, I think most people can put in a shitload of work for between six and 12 months before having big issues arise. Um, that's the big thing with CrossFit is like, you may gain, you may gain, you may gain, you may gain, you make gains, you're Plowing away, plowing away, plowing away. You get great body comp results. Your strength and stuff is through the roof. I mean, everything's awesome. And then you just haven't done your work on the other end of the spectrum, that recovery work, a lot of times, and injuries pop up and things, you know, go south. Um, so, you know, again, if you're training for aesthetics, if you just want to feel good, if you just want to, like, you know, be a little bit happier with your shirt off. You just want to be, have a little bit more energy. You just want to do you know, like uh, just get a nice little pump in. I just like you know getting a little sweat, right? Y- you don't need to put nearly as much emphasis on the recovery side, and you probably aren't overtraining. Like that's where the minimum effective dose can come in really, really handy. You yeah. can make a lot of positive impacts simply with diet from a body composition standpoint, if that's your goal. If the aesthetics is your goal, if performance is your goal, and you want to run faster and lift heavier and go farther. You've got to put in the work, and thus you have to recover from it. So Mm -hmm. we're going to get into this topic pretty extensively uh, again in the next uh, episode. Um, Yeah, I mean, what else do you want to cover?
1: I think that's about it. Um, I had thought of one last thing, but I guess we'll just do a whole other podcast on whatever that was because I'm (laughs) going to remember it the second that we stop recording.
0: Perfect.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Um, If you guys have any questions on overtraining or under recovering as always feel free to reach out to us uh dave's handle on instagram is at get strapped stay strapped he's gonna be probably your overtraining guy although he knows both very well um my instagram handle is at Wade, and i would love to talk about recovery things and techniques um hope you all have a great rest of your day wherever you are in the world and we'll see you next time ground on